0: Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD, streaming live at wordradio.com. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful sanders on Word Radio,
1: streaming live on wordradio.com
0: and the Word Radio app. Council member Anthony Phillips represents Philadelphia's 9th District, which includes East Oak Lane, Fern Rock, West Oak Lane, Oxford Circle, Mount Airy and Awning. Today, we're going to talk about city council. He comes on the day after the city council meetings to describe what took place in council, the new bills that were passed, any legislation that was happening, anything that was proposed, et cetera, et cetera. Good morning, sir. How are you?
1: Good morning. Good morning. Well, this week uh, has been a a riveting week um, in city council. One, not only because last week, uh, Michael Decker, our long-term chief clerk, uh, for over 40 years, he served the city of Philadelphia, but for over a little over a decade, he was the chief clerk in Philadelphia City Council, and he will be laid to rest today. Um, You know, we thank him yeah, for his vision and his service, but, you know, his voice was definitely missed yesterday. Currently, we have an interim chief clerk um, who will be overseeing Philadelphia City Council, but he always felt like an 18th member um, in many ways, and uh we we're, we're gonna be sad to see him go because his legislative expertise will never be matched. So
0: question was there anyone behind him that was learning as he was doing this?
1: You know what? <laughs> to be completely honest with you, there were people that were behind him, but like in terms of like him training people, absolutely from what I've been hearing, no. Um, And so it's like people have had to quickly, really just learn as much, and that's one of the things that you know. I, you know, we, we spoke to council president about is it. like we gotta have systems.
0: Oh, okay. Your your
1: systems and manuals and your, structures your in place in Philadelphia connection. City Council, um, even on, before. Hold, oh, can you hear me? Your connection is. Oh, it's my fault. So I'm you're right.
0: coming in and out. Oh, so. that's my fault. Hold on. All right. Is there a way that we can rectify that? Because usually you don't have a problem with your internet.
1: Yeah, see, he's freezing. Should be better. Um, um, momentarily. Should be better. N- should be better now. Should be okay. better. Now.
0: Okay. We can't have you freezing in these the No,
1: we can't have you freezing. But no, prior to prior to council president being elected, one of the things that members voice um, the importance of is that we need to have a lot of structures, accountabilities, and and handbooks in place. So when things like this does happen, we're able to. So he started that process recently. I am
0: looking up to the heavens. God bless America. Why was right. this ish not in place after all these years of people sitting in council?
1: It's like we knew, like we we knew that these things were not in place, right? Um, and Mike Decker was supposed to only do one more four-year term. Uh, because it is elected, you have to be elected by city council members. Um, so you know, it's just a, it's a shame. But the person that they brought on thus far has some relative knowledge about it. But of course, they still have a lot to learn. Um, you know, all at the same time. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot to, to, to fill his shoes. So.
0: so the so the clerk is the one that keeps order, right? Uh, yeah, they, rules mm-hmm. all of that, right? Make sure yeah. that you're following all the protocols and not breaking any damn laws. That's it. So how the hell do you not have? <laughs> Andrea, stop it. Stop it.
1: Stop it. Stop it, Andrea. And they, and they do a lot of behind-the-scenes work. They keep the archives when it comes to legislation. They do, I mean, they make sure that all of the all of the resolutions are in order and bills are in order so that they could be properly sent to the mayor. They do a lot of behind-the-scenes work. And he was like a, he felt like oftentimes a one-man team, but he had a team in the office, but he did most of the work. So, it is what it is. Rest, is, rest, is <laughs>
0: rest me, in Rest so. in peace.
1: Now, all right, rest in peace. So, also, go yep. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so also earlier this week, um, there was a hearing uh, with Philadelphia City Council's Public um, Safety Committee um, and License Inspections Committee. They voted out of the legislation a bill called the Skill Games, uh, a Skill Games bill. Basically, the bill is uh, it will prohibit businesses from having um, so called skill games. Um, in their businesses unless they have a liquor license or a casino license and they have to have 30 seats uh, for 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 residents to, to eat or drink at um, violation of the law will be a fine of a thousand dollars so the goal of the law is basically to crack down the skill gains that are in like convenience stores and corner shops um, because they attract that crime of um, course some businesses testified Crime was already in the neighborhoods, and that these these gaming machines are so important um, to their to their livelihoods. But it passed out of committee, and uh, we'll it will actually be passed by city council um, very uh, next week. So we'll look most likely next week. Oh Just wow, so that, know was, know that
0: went that went pretty fast.
1: Yeah, I know, I know, I know. So, um, but I also want to give bring to your attention uh, the city council members this week met with. American Airlines, which is which covers most of the Philadelphia airport. Uh, they are they have pretty much the, the biggest lease in the Philadelphia airport. And uh, we we had conversations with them about opportunities for young people to get job shadows um, in the community uh, to learn about all of the jobs that you could potentially have at the Philadelphia airport from Navy, in aviation to, you know, business, corporate relations, they have so many different aspects of like, you know, working, um, not only at the Philadelphia airport, but also American airlines. We also talked to them about the dirty bathrooms and said that, you know, we want to, if we're going to continue to invest in the airport on an annual basis, we have to get the bathrooms corrected. Um, thus far they've renovated a few bathrooms, Um, in the airport and they're looking forward to renovating more, Um, but it's also on their radar that the bathrooms get clean um, at the Philadelphia airport.
0: Add this to their radar for me. I'm so glad you brought this up. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Now you know. They have employees on their flights that are discriminatory to black folks who go into first class. I experienced it a few weeks ago. And when I called the flight attendant on it, she got so angry and so nervous that when she came to give me my stuff, she all the stuff fell over and she broke the glass and broke the thing and broke the, and she's in the middle of the aisle shaking. Because what I said to her was, what you're doing is discriminatory. I'm going to reach out to American Airlines. In fact, she, our travel agent, reached out to American Airlines. We got all kinds of things that go, but it wasn't the first or the second time that it has happened. I have had instances where I walked into first class into the priority lane and they, the lady walks up from American Airlines and I said, do you know what lane this is? Ma'am, if you don't get out my face. Right. And so they need to understand that it is just white people going into first class. I hear Mark Lamont Hill talking about it all the time. And then they want to put us in the back of first class so that when we it's time to service our meals, they'll say, oh, we ran out of that meal. Right. When the protocol is you are to start from the back to the front on one leg, Front to the back and the other leg so that nobody feels like they're left out. I'm just letting you know. So wow. you have a conversation with it. Yes. Yeah, see, they picked the wrong one. See, I keep telling the I just well, kind of uh, sat there and smiled. But just let them know that this is not acceptable behavior, that a, 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 a complaint has been filed. And if they want to talk to me, oh, tell them I'm happy to have the conversation.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. i have the right person. that can connect with you uh, about you. that issue. Uh, I you. mean, the re- here's, here's the reality is that the Philadelphia airport needs a complete overhaul renovation it is did, one did of you their... start from scratch. And <laughs> <laughs> not only the renovation, but they also need to, um, increase their, you know, ability to like their, their customer service care. Um, yes. department. so yes. all of that and more, um, is what was discussed this week. And I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, in addition to that, um, uh, Council member Isaiah Thomas uh, brought in myself, uh, Council member Nicholas Arouk of the Working Families Party, as well as 5th District Council member Democrat um, Jeffrey Young. Uh, met him last well,
0: night for the first time.
1: Met, yeah, yep. Yep. He's making his rounds now, too. Um, all four of us are now working with the commissioner Omar Sabir uh, to, by the end of this year, um,
0: get two thousand black men 2, to go register to vote. I
1: saw that. I saw that. I so, said, "All right, so we're gonna be work. We're gonna be walking around town uh, together, to try to get black men registered to vote." But see, the problem is, is that what we got to do is that we now. I know what it is with some black men. That be like, yeah, y'all want me to vote, but you know what y'all gonna do for me? We've heard black men say something to the extent of like. You know, one black man actually came on the news and said, We need, a, I need an incentive to vote. You know, Trump provides incentives, you know, at least, you know, like, and I'm like, when I think, it, when I heard him say incentive, I'm like, Are you talking about like a check? Like, you know, I mean, I'm not sure, but the reality is that I think that what people don't realize is that we, we vote, people vote based off people. How do I say this? A lot of elected officials make decisions. I said this a couple weeks ago, actually based off of who votes, right? And because those are the people who have, you know, decision-making power. I do my best to actually, you know, talk to all, whether or not you vote or not, you're still, a, you know, I'm still your servant. But I think that if they have an agenda, they definitely need to vote in large numbers and it'll take, take, you know, we'll, we'll take all this into account. But I will say that most recently on foot office City Council, you know, I mean, Council Member Thomas, you know, did a lot of work around the, you know, driver equality bill, which some black men love. Um, so that can be something why they want to vote. Um, you know, so for example, so a lot of black men have been in, in favor, actually, uh, of the ski mask bill, to be honest with you. Some especially formerly incarcerated folks that come up to me about that. So it's like at the end of the day, there's there's other initiatives that we care about, cleaning the city and stuff like that um you know we're doing our doing that work it's just that people we just need to get out there like right now our office is going to barbershops we're going to other places in commercial quarters where black men are just letting them know that we're doing work and um we just want to hear like hey what's going on you know like and uh if we don't if, if you don't like what you're saying just tell us and we'll do the work so hopefully we'll we'll get to 2000.
0: so The question uh, that I have, and I mean, it's 5.55. I got to take a break. The question that I have for you is, how do you get black men into a room to have the needed conversation beyond just going from block to block to block, trying to get them to vote? Hold on one second because You will know have to answer that when you come back <laughs> <laughs> You are listening to The Source mm. On WURD Progressive Black Talk Media On air and online at Wordradio.com I am Andrea Lawful Sanders We will be back with more of The Source And Councilmember Anthony Phillips Brave soul that he is Right after these messages you're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. Welcome back to the 6 a.m. hour of The Source on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. If you're just joining us, I am Andrea Lawful Sanders, your host. Mondays through Fridays from 5 to 7 a.m. I have on the line with me Councilmember Anthony Phillips. I'm telling you, this poor man, first time I met him, I was like, now you say hold me accountable? Uh huh. He didn't think he was going to end up on my show every Friday after a city council <laughs> to, to get the conversations before we. What did I ask you before we went to break? Because I can't remember now. My brain is so tired. Do you remember yeah, Anthony first?
1: We were no, we were uh, we were just we, we well we could just move forward. We we were talking uh, a little bit about the skill gaming machines. Yes. Um. And then um. Oh, something oh, else I asked you. The airport. Oh. I said, oh. I don't know it's going to come back to us. Yeah,
0: see, we're getting, uh, we're right. getting old and that's getting what's old. Happening over here. So before we go move on to the Philadelphia School District, uh, uh one of the constituents asked this question, why can't we pay our taxes monthly? Why does it have to come in one lump sum? You
1: know what? I, you know that's a good question. I I have I I, I don't know why. Um <laughs> you know, I'm not a I'm not a tax expert in that way. Right. But if you need to I can definitely get that answer back to you that's a I mean that's a good question. She's like I just, yes. just i mean I'm sure you actually wait a minute if you wanted to pay your taxes annually, you should be able to call pay your taxes annually because i I pay mine um right,
0: but she wants to know there's some people who would like to pay it monthly versus when one big lump oh of monthly,
1: oh monthly yes. as opposed to one lump lump. you yes. know what I'm pretty certain that well, I'm not gonna say certain. <laughs> It may be a way to actually make it into okay. a monthly thing. Okay. Let me uh, let me get back to her on that one. Okay. How about that. All right. all right. OK, I don't know. OK, gotcha. Uh,
0: all right. So now there was a concern that uh, in the northeast, I believe it was the northeast, the students were doing a project on Gaza, on the Palestinians and yeah. the school district shut it down. They kiboshed it. What's going on over there? Can you just can you give me a brief synopsis?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm not as familiar with with the with that particular matter. Um, I can definitely look more into it, but what I will tell you is this: is that, you know, if students in the city of Philadelphia, you know, want to do something around Gaza, Palestine, you know, just the, the war and so forth, I mean, they, they should have the right to do that, right? Um, I think that right now, that this the school should potentially could be concerned about the heightened level of bickering as well as like tension that this this topic creates. But at the same time, uh, students deserve freedom of, of expression and responsibility. So if that is something that is of concern to you, um, I definitely meet with Dr. Walton and, and and the other school board members frequently. Mm-hmm. I will bring that up in the, one of our meetings for the, an education committee. So email me, Anthony.Phillips at philip.gov. And i um, Definitely get back to you. you know, your number and so forth, and uh, I can get back to you in, about it and put some more details on it too.
0: You know, uh, Councilmember Phillips, I, I, we have to draw the line for freedom of expression for folks. We just, why is it that we can only talk about one side of this 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 issue, where, and yeah. we can't talk about the other side without being reprimanded? When it get, when when students are being censored to talking about what matters to them. And and doing a report on this, this this could potentially become an issue. We're, we're in a slippery slope downhill when we're censoring students right now. Okay, around this. So, um, there uh, apparently it was uh, some of it was discussed in City Hall yesterday. Um, and we you know we're trying to figure this out. But what else is happening in come? What's happening with Veronica
1: Joyner? Well, 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 let me let me just tell you this. By the way, Veronica Joyner, um, I, I just must say that I, I'm very disappointed in her, um, in her as a leader. I I left an organization um, many many years ago, I mean, a couple years ago, and I had a I, work, I had a transition plan. I did not think I was the only person who could properly lead the organization. Um, as a professional, um, she has left her students, her school, um, at, and displacement. And at the end of the day. It kind of shows like the type of person you are when you do that stuff. So all the good that you may have done, it goes out of the, goes down the drain when you when you do stuff like this. So.
0: So what happened at the school board meeting yesterday?
1: Yeah. So unfortunately, Philadelphia school board, the Philadelphia school board denied actually for the third time an attempt for Global Academies to open up a new charter high school. They were trying to do. a uh, Decision was six to three Thursday night. Um, what they were trying to do is take over the charter of Mathematics, Civics, and Science Academy, uh, which is closing. However, the School Board of Philadelphia noted that there were some deficiencies, which I'm going to look into, and um, in the application for Global Charter to take over Mathematics, Civics, and Sciences Charter um, and, and it's in their operations. They said, ultimately, what we learned um, is that Global Leadership Academy Charter School, uh, 4% of the students met state standards in math and only 19% in reading. Um, And so, and then it was like Global Leadership Southwest, it was like 1% um, standards in math and 15% um, in reading. So, ultimately, despite the fact that the school had strong, despite the fact that a lot of the parents wanted Global to take over the charter, over at Math, Math and Civic Science basically become, basically students will just transition into uh, Global Leadership Academy once Math, Math and Civic Science closes into the year. Despite the fact that some parents wanted that, we basically uh, gave these families uh, nowhere to go. They're going to have to like disperse. Like, they're going to have to go to different places. So, so now so, there's, yeah. Oof,
0: let, me, let me ask this question. Because Veronica joined at her school, her numbers were much better. Right. They only gave her (laughs) what precipitated this was that they only gave her a one year charter. You know, a one year charter renewal after all the hard work, after all the great numbers that she's done in the school. And and she just got frustrated and said, enough, enough. I'm I'm tired of having to go before them for X, Y, Z. And how dare the school district when their numbers are not much better across the board, 8%, this 8%, that 8%, you know, isn't that that the yeah, And, and this is it.
1: that, and that, and that <laughs> to me, that's the problem. This kind of shows the dichotomy of you, you, you're in the traditional public schools, right? You're right. The numbers are low when it comes to academic standards. Yet, the school district of Philadelphia, it has this antagonizing relationship with charter schools. So they don't have the same standards when it comes to to charter schools versus our public schools, and that's where uh, a major problem that I have. <coughs> they tag <antagonize> charter schools, <laughs> but the reality but is they're that not much better. They're not. That's it. They, the traditional public schools, are not much better. So it's all of it is like relative, right? support the charter schools help them get better help them grow right so for me it is uh i'm sad because i'm like if if the parents and the families want that school now those kids they can't stay together they wanted to stay together they wanted to be able to be at the same school under a new direction now they can't stay together now they got to go to all different schools in the city and I guess, you know, in some ways, they just feel like the culture of the schools, you know, the the, the culture they had is just going to be different. So
0: Can I just tell you what I think?
1: This is just Go ahead. I'm listening.
0: <laughs> I feel like the adults are in a pissing contest and the ones getting trounced are the children. hmm And it's unconscionable on so many levels. <coughs> because, and I don't know where this cough is coming from, because... The best schools are in this, that are in the city, our children, even when they qualified on some level, are not able to get into them. <laughs> Why can't we make more schools uh, run and operate as well as a central, a girl's high? You know? Yep. That frustrates me because then the children are once again told, in no uncertain terms, their voices don't matter. <laughs> And, and in some of these top-tier schools, one parent called. Because, see, y'all, I keep telling you, I don't just sit on the air and I'm a pretty face. I literally <laughs> am digging and asking questions. parent called and said to me, Andrea, my child got into Central and got into math- another school. She chose the other school. And so, she said, because I called Central. And as I'm talking to her, she says, well, it is Central. But what are the questions could she have? It is, a, it is central. She should, should just come on over here. She should be lucky she got in. Ma'am, excuse me. And the reason why these things are not brought to light is because mm-hmm. folks like me don't talk about these things, right? Um, and so she said, my child, who's a brown-skinned girl, who is smart, will not be coming here because if, if you are the point of contact and this is how you're talking to me, then what's happening in the school? <laughs> and the lady says, well, that, that's your, and hung up. So wow. there is this, wow. this privilege of, you know, it's the best school for you to be and You should be happy that you get here. And nobody thinks about the whole child. Nobody thinks about the culture that the child has to walk into. And and I, too, have questions for the Philadelphia School District. Okay, you're giving these numbers for Global Leadership Academy, but what are the options for these children? You're going to put them in Central? Girls, you're going to... Put them in some of the best schools because Miss Joyner was doing amazing work and it was a culture in that building. Say what you want about her, about the, all the other stuff that she's done. And yes, I agree. She really should have had somebody take over to help her take, you know, to, to pass the, the, baton, the, the baton along um, so that these children would have some place to be. Um, after 25 years, she's done her work. She's hard. She worked hard. She's done all that she could. But now we have a thousand children floating in the wind are now going into communities of schools that they're not accustomed to. Nobody thinks about the whole child and the well-being of the child. And that's that, the part that frustrates
1: that, me. And that's what the global uh, CEO was talking about. It's like, hey, they have a very their education is holistic. A global I know kids that have graduated from global, they they're going off to some great schools, they they do trips to colleges, they do cultural extravaganzas, they I mean they 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 have different type of like acts. Extra curricular activities. So, you know, one of the great concerns that I have, and we've voiced this, Councilmember Thomas and I, who are on the education committee, we're not so pleased with this decision at all. Um, we basically said that, you know, the idea is that there's too much bias in the charter evaluation process. Yes, way too much. The, the district needs outside help, right, to help them get better in this area because they got to take. They're biased out of the charter, charter process They they want Here's the problem The district really is not a fan of charter schools They're just tolerating them It's almost like, if you think about it In their mind, they believe they're losing money But
0: right? they would not have Charters <laughs> if they were doing what they were supposed to
1: do Yes, there you go There you go There you go Why go. is it that our you brown go. And black there children you go. don't deserve
0: to have and, The kind and, of edu- quality education As everyone else
1: There you go. There you go. They're losing money. They don't get any money from the from uh, from the students. You know. You know. And I think that's what's killing them. And in their mind is that they're also the truck. But I'm like, y'all have to understand. This is about education, right? This is about decent education for all kids. Kids cannot be the whole idea, the concept of having five thousand kids in a high school like they did in the sixties and seventies and so forth. Those days are over. Like kids cannot function and get the proper attention with that many people in one one school. So having charters actually helps out because you're able to spread your kids, the students, mm-hmm. to different schools. So
0: It's a, it's a lot. It's
1: terrible. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's terrible. So.
0: so so the mayor is accepting applications for new school board uh, members. She's going to sweep that <laughs> school board. <Okay>. <laughs>
1: uh, um, She's not playing. I got a feeling. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> no,
0: no, I don't have a feeling. When you set up a whole committee to, 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 to make sure that people listen, this ain't a feeling. It's going to happen. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, hello, what we do?
1: And, and and maybe maybe one or two might be on there. Like Might remain. But yes, I think, I, I believe it's definitely coming down. Uh, we're going to get some new school, school board members for sure. Um, and so that's why it is important that we elect mayors, right because they have control of the school board. People have been talking about having an elected school board. I go I go back and forth with that because then it takes away the opportunity for the mayor to kind of craft their school board. Um, but then it also gets very political you know school boards you know unions and stuff start okay. getting involved. So it's just like a it becomes something <laughs>
0: again who thinks about the children.
1: The That's thing what that saying.
0: this school district and many others have done is that the parents are not mm-hmm. the critical point. You try that issue in Abington, them parents will rally and burn the place down mm-hmm. and get what they want for their children. Nobody is thinking about the children right? Um, What is best for the children? And it is so uncomfortable. And then we we fuss and complain about them roaming the streets. Yesterday, I'm driving down to CCP, and I watched school-age children, high schoolers, just dart in front of traffic. Like they were playing a game of chicken. And I'm going, oh, thank God I have a car that stops by itself. Because I'm like, what you're not going to do is let me go to jail (laughs) for hitting you when you dart in front of my car. It is crazy, Anthony.
1: I got some. Listen, let me tell you something. I got some things in the works around education and young people. So just stay tuned, folks, because de- that issue in itself is what I'm thinking about. Right. What you just mentioned is what I'm thinking about in terms of policies and legislation initiatives that we can do. Um, I actually just this week, you know, I've been visiting every school in our district. It was, I was at Albany High School and a couple other places. And we're doing college. I just did a college night. Um, We're going to be doing trades night. So later on this year uh, with our kids, we're basically helping them understand if you want to go to school for free, um, this is how you do it. And I did it.
0: How can they go to school for free, Anthony, if they are not being taught? You know, the frustration is they come out of of, of one of these schools and they have all A's and B's on their report card. They get to college and they can't pass the basic requisite courses. You know how frustrating that is for a child? Only it for is. those children to hold on and make it all the way to the doctoral level. So you criminally
1: but, but didn't, this didn't is, teach them. And this is actually one of the main reasons why a lot of kids, people say, yeah, the kids don't want to go to college no more. But one of the reasons why kids don't want to go to college no more is because, they, they, like you said, they are struggling academically in school because we don't have the proper resources to educate our kids. So we're going to see a decline of kids from the Philadelphia School District going to college as a result. So I just don't. I personally don't believe the school district. Uh, a lot of the administrators there are working hard enough uh, to address these issues. So that's just me. Oh. All right. So anyway, uh, before we go, I just wanted to make mention that I met with uh, district attorney Larry Krasner. I know he was on a show a few weeks back. Oh, so
0: what's going on with him? Because it feels <laughs> like uh, the, the they're coming for him. Based on well, the things that I'm hearing, what's happening there? Tell me well, if I'm losing well, my mind.
1: Well, well, you know what? You know the district attorney is is has um, you know he's very he he's very strong minded. Um, that's the best way I can say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know it's hard. I think for some people, if he you know for I think the district attorney, unfortunately, you know doesn't often like he's not a person who is comes off as like I'm trying to listen and trying to like. You know, make sure that you know I'm, your voices are heard and so as a result sometimes people you know are like turned off by that so yeah there's a there's a great chance that people you know may want to to see him out of there right as a result of like his inability to to listen <laughs> you know it's like he once he once he has an idea he's like this is it like this is it and you know like you know i i I respect him as a professional because we had to work together. But I do know that, like for some people, that professional part of him um, can be killer. So, um, but one of the things that we'll say is that um, that I'll say is that we he's he did something that I thought was incredible this week. Um, the district attorney is is now doing a five hundred. He's going to take away that five hundred dollar threshold that basically said that you can. You have to commit a crime in order for you to be prosecuted. You have to do hundred dollars worth of uh, of, of shoplifting or, or or crime uh, in order to get prosecuted. He's sticking that out out of the process. Uh, so we're looking forward to seeing, you know, what that looks like. But, you know, one of the things that he's concerned about is that our DA wants to. How do you say? He's concerned about kids, drug addicts. Low income people um, stealing from stores like Wawa, like gum, like pieces of gum and and bag of chips. And the next thing you know, they're in the criminal justice system, Mm -hmm. which, Mm -hmm. you know, I get. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, but we also have residents who are frustrated that in their own neighborhood, there's just lawlessness happening and they're like, after a while, everyone's gonna feel like they're gonna want what, what, they want to do whatever they want to do. So there's like kids, at literally in northeast in our district, who we've had to find ways to stop this. But they call Wawa. I forget what they call it, but it's like a it's like a free for all. Where basically they, mm-hmm. they know that you can go to Wawa right. every every day at the same time, steal something, mm-hmm. and leave. Well, right? It's not,
0: just, it's not just steal something. It's grab a whole bunch of stuff. They rush to the store, which is why Wawa has left major parts of Philadelphia, right? Yes. Because doesn't make sense. Yes. They're losing inventory and losing money.
1: Yep, they are. And yep, yeah, absolutely. And so what was happening is is that if we if I if am I understand the d.a he's like, listen, we'll send them away to a county prison. There's no reha- re- rehabilitation there. Right. He's for, like concerned about shoplifting them. under for a shoplifting. Hospital. But as I said, I said don't send them he doesn't want to send them away. Like I get it. I don't want, but what you gotta do, you got to have something in place. And I said, one of the things I'm thinking, like, make these kids join a youth program or do community service for a year. And pull their parents into it. Yes, and throw their parents into it. Like, do stuff like that. Like, come up with something else. But what you can't do is constantly, like, be like, oh, well, I don't want to do anything because. So I need to work with more closely, hopefully with him to come up with some ideas. Uh, so that he can have a, a way to make sure that residents feel like people are not just doing whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also we're not throwing kids away for years for, you know, stealing bubblegum. But we can't have kids doing that. I don't care. You know, like we got to have something light, decent for them. Um, but we can't we can't just having kids drug addicts or even you know, people who are trying to feed themselves doing that because people want to leave the neighborhood after after. There,
0: there, I have one last question for you, and I, I'm going to take a break first. And the question is: What do yes. you said what, what? I don't know if he can answer this. Richard Powell says: What do we suggest for children who walk the halls instead of attending class?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. So that's a that's a that's a school by school culture thing. Yes. But for for what I think, I'll tell you this much: what I, what I've said to the school district is that we need to put we need to have a separate space. Mm-hmm. A lot of those kids who have behavior issues and mm-hmm. need a little bit more attention mm-hmm. so they can get themselves positioned to be back inside of a classroom.
0: Thank you. Instead yeah. of disrupting the whole class, and yes. Yes. All right, please. my brother. I done held you hostage for a good 40 uh, minutes. I'm going to let you <laughs> I know. I'm gonna let you go now. Thank uh, you so much. All thank right. you now. All right, Bye-bye. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand.
1: Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com.